Welcome back to the BSN 360 podcast. Football's back and not soon enough, am I right? Bills take on the Colts this Sunday at the rail. And they locked up Marcel Darius. Six-year contract. Big one. Not to be hidden by that, the Sabres also picked up a D-man. Who's going to help up the, uh, the back end there. Also, your headlines ripped from Twitter at the Art of the Troll by Jerry Sullivan of the Buffalo News. This and more on the inaugural BSN 360 podcast. All right, so football's back. You know, it reminds me of back when I was younger. I had a good friend, a uh, personal friend, uh, one of my best friends from high school. And his father, his father was one of those people that would always give advice, uh, whether it was solicited or unsolicited, and that was kind of the beauty of the guy. Uh, he was a someone I looked up to who had just an awful lot of things. You're, you're young, you're in high school, you have, uh, you're an open mind, you're a sponge. And he was one of those people who put some really good ideas into my head, uh, Mr. Lexner. He was one of the first person, uh, first people to say that sports is the opiate of the people. And I had not heard that beforehand, and I'm not sure if, if he uh, coined that phrase or not. Uh, I have not done research on that. But in reality, that has always resonated with me. And now that we have the NFL back, and those fantasy football people that are burying their heads in their computers and stats and all that, uh, obsessed about uh, the Patriots cheating, and the NFL itself just coming back and giving us uh, the theater that is every Sunday and Monday night. What resonates with me, and I always think about that term, that sports is the opiate of the people, it kind of brings me back a little bit. It always makes me check myself that when I get so wrapped up in any kind of entertainment, really, to bring it back and remember just to, to slow it down. You know, sports is one thing. We get obsessed about it, and it helps us to uh, get away from reality, and it helps so many people. It's therapy in some ways, but, you know, it's uh, it's kind of nice to, to just slow down once in a while. And the NFL is so big right now, so big. You know, you got fantasy football guy that's, uh, that's obsessed, just absolutely obsessed, and he talks about it, and you don't want to hear it anymore. But he's asking you, who, should I, who, who do I start? What do I do here? What do I do there? You know what? Uh, Hey, fantasy football guy, get your head out of the stats, grab your jock strap, and run outside and see the sun for a change, okay, guy? All right, so anyhow, I wanted to take a moment to, uh, to say welcome to the NFL. Welcome back. It's nice to have you back, old friend. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year for the Buffalo Bills. Um, we all know that. There's so many things to talk about with this Bills team, and I can't wait to see it all unfold uh, on Sunday. It's going to be great. I wanted to take a moment, if you'll indulge me, to thank everybody who listened to my eight-minute soundbite, sound check uh, podcast that I did, and I got some great feedback. I appreciate your feedback, good, bad, indifferent. It's always helpful and sometimes entertaining, and I appreciate that. I am not a pro here. I'm having fun doing something that I enjoy, trying to fill an unmet need. And believe it or not, podcasting's been around for a long time. I surmise well over a decade. And I've been involved in this this podcasting thing for, for about eight years, just over eight years, I think. Um, this was going on before anybody really knew about it, and I was lucky enough to be 
involved in that in that arena. It seems that the the technical and content production kind of thing was was my forte, my strength, and I tended to enjoy that side of the window, if you will, as opposed to being on this side of the microphone. But it's amazing that the software has come so far. Really, really. I mean, back in the day, we we struggled to put out a quality uh, sounding cast. But now, you know, a novice could do it. And I would encourage anyone who wants to do a podcast, just do it. You know, I've often said to, to many people that I've discussed this with, and I've always had this in my mind, all you need is the motivation to do a podcast, to have fun doing it, and have one listener, even if it's yourself. Even if it's yourself. And if you should reach 10 listeners, you're success. 50 listeners, you're beyond successful. And if you earn your first troll, then you know you made it big time. I mean, that's the truth. When you get your first troll on board, then you know that people are listening. And that's kind of cool. But I've had a really a tremendous time. I'm very humbled to, to have worked with a lot of the, the pioneers of the podcast uh, thing. And a lot of Buffalo sports podcasters, too, in that group. Um, there's really far too many to name. And at, simultaneously during this time... There was also something that I became a part of that was really cool, and that was a, a community that was online Western New York expats who had been, you know, and are all over the world that had to leave or chose to leave for work. And a lot of those people and myself became a community of, of online friends and listeners. And many of these people I'm proud to call friends in, well, dare I say, real life. And there's a lot of people on Twitter, social media, uh, Facebook, and the like, it brings people from all over the world. It brings, it really is, just brings everyone together. And what we have from being from Western New York, Buffalo, is really a reverence for the city of Buffalo. Our sports teams, generosity, really just, really just sharing what it feels like to be from Buffalo in Western New York and what it is that we call home. And, um, you know, during this ride, I also w- witnessed the the birth and the co evolution of the the blogosphere which is like you know ubiquitous now we we see the blogs that are the fantastic local buffalo blogs and and things like that offering content that that often rivals or exceeds you know our our print media and our local radio and so here we are you know there's kind of a in my opinion a shortage of the podcasting side I mean, there's such a tremendous amount of written material that we can we can access online. But uh, my goal here is just to have fun. Entertaining, perhaps whoever will listen, but in this experiment, even if it's just myself, I'm going to stick to my, to my advice that I've given others. If I have one listener, and that's only me honing my skills, so be it. Anyhow, thanks again for all your feedback on the... Uh, the last podcast, I appreciate that tremendously. It really was was kind of overwhelming, to be honest. And it's nice to uh, it's nice to do this and be back with you. So, you guys have been at the fantasy draft, right? Well, actually, let me ask you this: Are you guys doing the internet drafts now? Is that the way it is? I mean, this is it's been a while since I've been in a fantasy league, but I did sit in and witness a great one, great draft, rather. Is it come down to really just everyone being in front of their computer and and not getting together with the guys that you draft with? I mean, I hope not. I hope not. Because I witnessed the draft uh, firsthand of the league that I created a long time ago. 
and this is quite a bit of a long time ago. There are people in that league that uh, I'm just amazed that are still a part of it. The girl that I dated when I was in college, her her father is still in the league. Got to see uh, him, and and her mother showed up at the draft. Go figure. So the NFL is so big now, as I alluded to earlier. But do you guys have that analog draft whereby everybody gets together and you know has a beer and you get to witness the people firsthand? You know, you have, let, let me think, you got the guy that, that does the early run on kickers. You know, he's he's the guy, guy in the ninth round that's going to go after a kicker after his starting lineup is uh, complete and hope hope that other people will go on a run for kicker. And how about the guy that goes for defense first, right? That guy. He wants to be on, he wants to have the best defense in the league that's going to help out his team. How about underprepared guy? This is this guy's my favorite. You know, he shows up. He looks like he just bought the magazine. He came from uh, Rite Aid, and he's got the magazine in front of him, and he's just paging through. He's looking, you know, unprepared guy. Just didn't have time, didn't have the inclination to prepare for the draft, and he's just there checking off lines. He's you can tell he's stressed, a little bit sweating. And then there's overprepared guy. You know that guy. Print out, print out, print out. Just printouts everywhere, spread across. He's got his own table to himself. Know-it-all guy. How about that guy? He knows everything. He knows, you know, he's the first one to bark out. You know, he's injured. Hope you know that. And actually, at the draft that I was at, I had the luxury of a know-it-all guy that kind of knows it all. And he's even paid to know it all. Not mentioning names. And smoker guy. You know smoker guy. Is it my turn yet? How many many picks do I have before my turn? Then he's going to go out and uh, rip a nail out in the uh, the driveway. Oh, I forgot the bar. He's going to step out of the bar. Oh, wait, my favorite. Am I on the clock? Am I on the clock, guy? Yeah, guy, we've been waiting for three minutes. You're on the clock. Anyhow, that's my take on analog fantasy football drafts, the way they all should be, in my opinion. The way they all should be. Just can't imagine sitting in front of a computer and, you know... You got auto draft guy who's not even there. They're picking the team for him. Terrible. If you're going to be in a fantasy football draft, get together, guys. Make it make it a point. Have some social interaction. Grab your jock strap, run outside, and check out the sunshine, sun, sunset once in a while. All right. So the Bills take on the Colts this Sunday. I'll tell you what. You're going to find out soon enough. I'm not a I'm not X's and O's guy. I'm not a prediction guy. I'm kind of a tendency feeling guy. You're going to hear a lot more insight from me as we see this this uh, this team unfold. Um, I did consult my my father, who um, is a not a fanatic, but he's someone who witnesses and watches the Bills games pretty religiously, and my mother as well. And the conversation kind of went something like this: So, Dad, you know, how, well, what are your thoughts on the Bills this year? What do you think? Uh, well, I don't know. We'll have to wait to see how the the, the team plays. It's about this EJ guy. The, that running quarterback? Uh, you mean you mean Tyrod. That's right. That's what I said. The Tyrod? You know it's Tyrod. I, yes, Tyrod Taylor. Yes, Tyrod. So that's, that's what it sounds like talking to mom and dad about sports. And almost like me, because really, what you're going to get from me is I hope to see the Bills play well. I hope they execute well. I think if they execute well, they can compete. I think the defense is strong. We all know that. We also know that Tyrod's unique. And, you know, here's one thing, one comment about this. 
Uh, Carucci in today's Buffalo News talked about, um, I don't know, some of the keys to the game, if you will, that Tyrod needs to be a pocket passer and be more successful throwing from the pocket. Well, that's one thing that I have trouble with, and I wonder if you do too. Why can't, why can't Tyrod Taylor just be an instinctful quarterback that will choose to run, choose to pass as the, as the game goes? If I don't want a guy that's going to be you – know, here's, here's the two arguments. You don't want some guy who's going to run out of the pocket before the plays develop and he doesn't get through his reads. I understand that. But do you also want a guy who's got so much clouding his head that he's, he's going to sit in the pocket – and not read and react to what his feet can do on the field? Isn't that what we want? We want an instinctive quarterback that's going to be able to react to the situation and just be as natural as possible. And again, you've heard plenty of discussions. You don't need to hear it from me about how Tyrod has NFL experience, just doesn't have the experience um, on the books as far as starting games. I don't know. I kind of like in the pocket passer to other sports idiosyncrasies that drive me up a wall. You know, if this rings a bell with those baseball fans, like taking a first pitch late in the game. You're down by two runs, but you're going to take a sweet fastball right down the pipes because of some what? Some code? Some something, some relic from history? Take a pitch. Make the pitcher throw pitches. Okay, how about grip and rip the fastball that you know is coming? And everyone in the league and everyone in the fan, you know, in the arena and everyone that's watching on TV knows is coming. Or maybe for you hockey fans, it's like the two-goal lead. Well, you know, it's the most dangerous lead in hockey, so why is that? Because the defenses say, or the teams say, let's go into a defensive stance because we have that two-goal lead. Let's, let's go ahead and back it up. Let's go back it up in the defensive zone. Let's not keep attacking like we have been all game that's got us that lead, no. You know, stuff like that just absolutely drives me nuts. But as far as the Bills and Colts, um, you know, I, we got to wait and see. We just have to wait and see what happens. But I hope that Tyrod is authentic to his game and plays the game that uh, suits him best. And moving on from that, the Bills signed Darius to, uh, to an extension, which, which is kind of nice. You know, I think that, you know, there's there's really not anything bad to say about on the field with Darius, right? I I mean, the guy's a beast. The guy's a beast. If you look at what he does on the field, I think he definitely earned a contract that was at least in line. If you know, Some people are saying cheap. Some of the fan reaction about the Darius signing are calling it cheap, inexpensive. Got him for a steal. But not Jerry Sullivan. Nope. Not Jerry Sullivan. Whoops, wrong one there. Wrong audio clip. All right, so a week ago, leading up to the signing of Darius, Sullivan on Twitter says, and I quote, pretty clear Doug Whaley's freeing up money to keep, quote, dime a dozen, end quote, Darius. Okay. Okay, Jerry. Let's go back to the Wayback Machine. June 4th, 2014, Sully article titled, Darius has run out of chances to straighten up. All right, so let's back it up. Remember Darius hit a tree or something like that out in Orchard Park? Do you remember what that was? He was drag racing someone. Do you know who he was drag racing? 
Jerry Hughes! The only NFL jersey I've ever purchased, by the way. Jerry Hughes, 55. So Darius back then, not so long ago, and Hughes were drag racing. Darius hits a tree. Sullivan, the consummate troll, in that article, quote, the Bills should have cut Darius on Saturday and been done with him. All right, so I don't know. You know, Sullivan Sullivan deserves credit because he he drives viewers uh, to the rag that is the Buffalo News. Um, that's his job. Uh, I, I've heard that Sullivan, as a man, is is really quite entertaining and fun and authentic and genuinely nice to be around. But, you know, just get past that. You know, Sullivan is a troll, and he's just trying to get your attention. And quite frankly, I could have played uh, crickets to the – uh, comments that Sullivan played. That's kind of how I feel. But uh, moving on to uh, the story that is underneath the headlines if you follow local uh, local uh, radio. The Sabres signed Cody Franzen. There's really not much that, that I heard on radio about the signing. I mean, I, I, I tend to look more towards social media, Twitter, and the like for, for feedback and comments from the fans. And it, I'd never seen... Um, let me put it to you this way. The, the most frequent comment that I saw regarding the Franzen signing was, wow. And I saw it from several people that I follow and several several people that I don't. It appears as though this was a pretty pretty good deal, pretty good signing for, for the Sabres. And by my um, novice estimation, it looked on, on the cheap, you know, in the $3 million per year uh, range. It looks like he's a guy who can put some pucks in the net. He can, uh, he can get some points. And also make the defense stronger. And it kind of raises the question of, do we look at the Buffalo Sabres now as a a potential playoff threat? Like legit playoff threat? Or are they still just a team that's rebuilding and, and perhaps we should lower our expectations, you know, and see perhaps if uh, if they can make the playoffs? Um, interesting, interesting to see some of the comments, you know, regarding... Um, you know, we went from a playoff team to, uh, you know, maybe competing for a cup. I don't know if we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet. But the team, I'm telling you, you got a lot of a lot of young people. A lot of young people that, uh, if they show their upside, you know, the Eichel and Reinhardt type. If they show their upside, there really is some things to get excited about. So let's go to the final segment of the podcast. Let's talk about your headlines ripped from the Twitter machine. And it starts with the Sabres. Um, a lot of talk about should should Jack and Sam play tonight, Sabres prospect game tonight at uh, 7 p.m. at First Niagara Center. Is this prospect game a game that... Uh, Reinhardt and Eichel should be playing in. You know, I'm kind of laughing here. I know him as Saber Analyst on, on Twitter, but it, he's currently his name is Beefcake Pantyhose. So Beefcake Pantyhose says, or Saber Analyst says, not a fan of Eichel and Reinhardt playing in the prospect tourney. They absolutely cannot get injured. And then he goes on to say, the prospect tourney is for guys trying to prove themselves, not guys that are a sure thing. This is a mistake. Is it a mistake? What do you think? Your thoughts. You can tweet me 
at BSN360 about this topic and others. And if you want to include uh, the hashtag BSN360, there's another topic coming up down below where you can give your feedback regarding headlines. Another uh, topic from um, Scott Michalak. Mahalik. It's what? Mahalik. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Scotty MCCS. Big fan of his. Big, been a bit, been a big follower of him for a while. He says on uh, Twitter, no preseason TV, no stream. This is a chore for fans. See y'all in the regular season. You know, and he went on to add, it's not good enough for a fan base, meaning not having a live internet stream of the prospect match tonight. Not good enough for a fan base and invested wildly through a painful rebuild. Is this decision to not have either TV or internet coverage of the prospect game on your radar, is it a big deal? Is it a big enough game that it should be on TV? Or is that the diehards? Is that an argument for the diehards? Do we just leave them be and you know make no judgment on it? I don't know. How, my personal opinion, how hard is it to put a center ice cam so that the diehards can just see on the internet? I don't even I don't want sound. Just give me an a camera at center ice so I can see, you know, someone dangle. You know, easy enough, right? They do it at the the harbor center for for lower events, throw it online. How, how hard is it? And is it really going to compete? Is the online broadcast really going to compete with the ticket price or the, you know, the gate revenue? I don't think so. So I agree with Scott. Sabres, you know, put a little effort in. Get get us an online stream of some kind so we can watch watch the guys play. And the Bills, according to Bills Equipment on Twitter... These are your headlines via Twitter. Bills will wear, will wear classic whites and classic standing Buffalo helmet. I have seen a lot of, lot of comments on whether or not the classic whites and especially the classic helmet, the standing Buffalo, should be the primary kit for the Buffalo Bills. Now I'll tell you a, a personal experience. I went to the Bills store. In fact, I went to the Rel for the first time in about 28 years, no lie. And I went to the Bills store, and I saw that that kit that they're going to open up the season with. And it's this brilliant—I mean, let me let me take that back. It's a very simply different jersey, the new white or the classic white. It's just got like an extra stripe, maybe one or two, on the uh, the armbands, on the on the sleeves. And I was just struck by it. I mean, this is a guy who has never bought a jersey, and I have some opinions about men who wear jerseys for another podcast. But when I saw this jersey, I, I felt like I had to have one. Um, it just looks great. I really like that that particular jersey. And the helmet, I love the helmet. And a lot of people on Twitter commented too. Let's go to that as the primary. But you know that won't happen? And it won't happen because of people like myself that are going out and walking through a store and they see something that's different, that's unique, that's one of a kind, that's a classic that's how they make their money. You're going to buy the jersey either way. And, of course, they're going to throw out the other jury, jersey so that you spend more money. And the same goes for the Sabres with their thirds. You know how it goes. Revenue. So as much as we would enjoy going back to the standing Buffalo and the classic whites, probably not going to happen. And aside from that, too, there's, I see a lot of people arguing about whether the white 
and white is better than the blue and white and all that stuff. Why is it that it seems like, and I, if I'm wrong, let me know. Tweet me at BSN360. Are the whites the vast majority of people's favorite? The white on white? I don't know. I like it. I like it. And finally, we're going to have Monday morning headlines, right? From Twitter, at Dot says, Working on Tyrod Taylor headlines for Monday's papers. He's got hashtag Taylor made. Hashtag five alive. Hashtag pocket presence. And hashtag sensational with the first S replaced by a five. As we conclude this podcast, if you have any serious or funny headlines for Monday's paper, include hashtag BSN360. I'd like to hear him have a laugh about him. And just tell me overall, what are your predictions for the game, the outcome on Monday? I would love to hear from it, uh, from you about that. So thanks so much for listening to the first inaugural, official first podcast, the BSN360 podcast. Like smoothed over life